If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to the Three Red Lights Podcast, episode 126, the newly Hillary-free podcast. He's left us to do other things. You're a liar. He is now the big head honcho, <laughs> and he's not running this podcast anymore, which means now we have Ryan Clements. Hey! How's it going? And we still have Charles. What's up? And we have Dave. What's up? And this is still my first Three Red Lights. You're stuck with me. This is Ryan's first Oh, actually, wait. Lights. Is it? I don't know. That can't be true. It could, it, it? It's possible, though, because I, I don't remember any other time I've been on this podcast. Well, clearly you're a trader from Podcast Beyond. Yep. Yeah. I'm here now. You've swapped sides. Mm-hmm. But, but there is a special Introducing reason. Introducing fruity J- Japanese songs to the Three Red Lights audience. I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. There's not much of an agenda, but probably not that. Okay. We have uh, several rules. No singing. Okay. Uh, no agenda. Okay. Yeah, I stopped uh, making those. Yeah. Okay. It's not happening. So I'll and see then... you guys later then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm done. But we did ask you to come on this podcast for a very specific reason. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so... Recently, we got some copies of Halo 3 ODST in the mm, office, mm, mm. Uh, and we've been playing Firefight. We didn't get copies for everybody for ODST. We only got a few, mm, mm. Uh, and you took one of them. Mm. Yeah, I just uh, stole it out of your hands. And you have not been playing with us. Yeah, no. And there's no matchmaking on Firefight. Right. So when we want to play and you're not playing, we, we don't really get to play that much. Yeah. So... I mean, that's pretty much, uh, those are all the facts. I, I think, yeah, basically, I think Dave, well, you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, <laughs> basically, you know, we're hanging off the edge of a cliff. And right. you're walking by, and we're like, oh, <laughs> Ryan, oh, Ryan, we're about to plummet to our death. Uh, yeah, our whole family's hanging onto our ankles, everyone we love. And, and we're like, oh, could you, could you lend us a hand? You're like, oh, no, guys, I got to play Kingdom Hearts 127,000 over 50 or whatever. That, oh, see you later. And you just walk off and we die. So your complaint is that I'm not playing a game for fun because I'm doing too much work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am actually almost caught up with all my stuff and then I'll be able to start playing ODST regularly. I don't think you guys realize that every night when I get back to my apartment, I get back and I open up my door and, and I look don't and play there ODST. and there on my uh, like, next to my 360 my friends tonight is a nice copy of ODST and I think, wow, well, man, if I just want to play that game, but I have to review these games instead. 
And there's like 40 people in the office. They're like, oh, what I would do for a copy. I, would, I mean, well, no one asked well, me for my copy. I, I, they're crying. Hang on. You're, you're saying you're playing for work, but I've seen you play DJ Hero. Yeah, like for 10 minutes. Well, quite for, no, but you're very good at that game. Yes. So no, clearly just, there's been some practice put in well, yeah, there. In because the, I could it, barely even get through a song on easy. In the office before we got the... Is this is this three red lights? Is this the is this how you guys? This do is it? actually highly structured. <laughs> yeah, this is way more than we usually. It, do. Uh, when uh, before ODST came into the office, we had a a preview build, like a, a turntable and a preview build, which is three songs on it that I would play after work, repeatedly, constantly, just the three songs over and over again. So this is why you fell behind in your work, and now you no, do I fell behind for a number of other reasons, which the readers probably are not interested in. But I'm interested. You're interested. Yeah, I want to hear why you're stabbing us all in the back uh-huh. and then twisting the right well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the the thing about, um, I mean, not only is there no matchmaking in Firefight mode, um, there's also it doesn't scale really. Doesn't so scale. if you if you don't go in with a full party, yeah, you, you might as well just you know grenade yourself kay. over and over. Yeah, again. you're kind of screwed. Although Dave, I mean, we've had we've had some matches with <laughs> with three people that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, that, me was, was that a grenade sound effect? <laughs> I think that I think that's actually too many bounces. Sorry. You you just sort of threw it away from yourself. <laughs> if you dropped it at your feet, there there wouldn't be that much kinking. Kill test. This is the worst podcast. Well, let's make I'll make a an exclusive three red lights promise. I will play ODST tonight with you guys. Then. No, we're done with that. I don't know if I can oh, play okay. that. You're done with the game. We got sick of it last night. <laughs> All right. And if, if anyone's not familiar, you should probably uh, set it up slightly, even though we just talked about it a lot. But um, So basically how it works is four people go into firefight mode, uh, which is just uh, – there's, what, like eight maps, I think? And then there's two nighttime versions, so two of the daytime maps, basically? Something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. You go into the map, and it's just waves of enemies will spawn – um, in increasingly harder or more difficult varieties. So initially it'll just be like little grunts or whatever that you can headshot and chain together kills and get lots of points. But then you'll get rushed by like brute chieftains and pairs of hunters show up. And buggers. And buggers. Buggers. buggers are extremely annoying. Does, and does not change depending on how many people you have playing. So if you have one person playing, it's just as difficult as with four. And that's why when you're playing without Ryan Clements, because he's off doing something else. Mm, doing work. You die. Being devoted to my company. You die. Oh, mm. you die over and over again. Yeah. I have a funny story, by the way, when you're done. No, go ahead. Just... Well, I was almost done. I was just going to talk about skulls and how you, as you move through waves of enemies, more skulls will turn on and do things like make enemies uh, throw more grenades, um, will make them deflect bullets, um, and also make it so that you're, you're limited overshield because you're, you're not a Spartan, you're an ODST, so you're not quite as strong. So your mm-hmm. limited overshield won't automatic or won't actually recharge after it's depleted. You have to go punch someone in the so face to get it to do that. Orbital Dave Shock Trooper. Orbital Dave yeah. Shock Troopers, yes. Very, very t- weak. Just imagining like a million of you <laughs> much, just raining from the sky. Much, Extremely much weak. Weaker. It's called my dream much every night. Yeah. <laughs> however, however, they're however. pretty much the lowest ranking members of the UNSC. They're not actually officially members of the UNSC. Honorary members? They ju- no, they just fly in during fights. <laughs> they ride around on little, you know, remote control warhawks. <laughs> 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 they, they do have, and they attack with an unlimited supply of sarcastic or, comments. Orbital Dave Shock Troopers are really annoying to the Covenant, although they inflict zero damage. <laughs> anyway, what are you going to say? I'm done. Well, I had an. I had a. Actually, oh wait! Oh wait! Wait! Uh, all right, you're not done. Firefight's a lot of fun. Okay. Just wanted to say that with four it's people. Fun. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really with a full party. With a full party. I made the promise. Kill joy. 
There you go. Do you, you get want, you get stuff like that? Do you not want me to join you tonight? Is that what you're saying? No, I just want to tell you. Been a oh, okay. I just want to tell you that because you haven't been playing, I've had to accept randoms into my on my friends list into my which in some fight. cases has worked. In some cases, I'd like to give a big shout out to Willingham, who's awesome, who's always online. Mm. I don't even know him. Mm. He, he probably does us. not have a really he, hard job. He's always ready to play. No, according to him, last time he was like, sorry guys, I'm on call right now. And I don't know for what, but he probably skipped a surgery. Yeah, somebody probably died. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> that guy is head of surgery name, at the, the ODSD. Somebody died. At the and Cleveland we Clinic. Mm. We got an achievement. Mm. He said he had to be quiet one night because his, his kid was sleeping. Fathering a child, mm. playing ODST. He's fathering a child, saving lives, and playing ODST There's at the same Brad time. There's more. Guy knows what's up. I'm turning up your volume, Brad Vig, just so you can harass me even more effectively. And, that, and then, and then, but when it's not somebody you know decent and cool like he is, you know, mm. I gotta accept some other kid in high school who I, I have to kind of listen to this kid say, hey, "You think you're cool because you work for IGN? Nah, I'm so drunk. Nah. You know, I have to listen to that stuff. <laughs> and the answer yeah. is, of course, no. You can get an STD. And then Dave's like, "Eric, shut up." <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? He was actually singing. Uh, it's not funny anymore, so we'll skip it. Uh, oh. Yeah. Wow, that kind of killed Well, now, now we're sort of... That, that was our next again. thing. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was sort Kill of... Kill Joe. <laughs> <laughs> did you play Kilimanjaro yet? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I did. You want to play it again just for fun? Yeah, I, I kind of like that one. I haven't gotten it yet in game. I haven't either. I don't know what that Kill is. Kilimanjaro. I'm still waiting to hear that in game. It's not the same if it's coming out of the laptop. They thought that one up, and they all just high five, gave each other raises, and went home. Yeah, like ship that product. Like, <laughs> hey guys, guys, Kilimanjaro. All right, we're done. We're done. That's it. They're like, I don't know. This sort of still feels like an expansion, but Kilimanjaro. All right, we're going. <laughs> Kill Bossa. Kill Bossa. They don't have that one. Where's Kilbasa? But yeah, there there were a lot of complaints post release about uh, ODST being um, not being worth the full price, not being worth the sixty dollar price tag because the multiplayer suite in the game is Halo Three. It's not like Halo Three; it is Halo Three. Hillary Goldstein plus three new maps (laughs) and three new maps. If you were to do the normal pricing, those three new maps they've been charging ten bucks, which I still think is overpriced. They should probably be five. So you're getting about five to ten dollars worth of new multiplayer stuff yeah the map pack stuff on uh on live for like the call of duty stuff that's really expensive for 10 bucks like, for three maps yeah basically especially with like the uh, valve just put out uh yesterday actually um the uh the crash course dlc for left for dead which i don't know how many people are well i'm sure a lot of people are interested in because a lot of people still play left for dead mm-hmm. at least through uh xbox live um but left for dead 2 is coming out in november in like a month and a half basically but this this adds like a two mission campaign and it's free on pc but on xbox you have to basically pay well not basically you have to pay seven dollars uh, <laughs> you, you basically have, have to pay you basically no you have to pay seven dollars us um they don't do free stuff on xbox live uh, no, although the did, though, the because, survival pack yeah. that came out earlier this year was free, and then apparently Microsoft there were a was bunch like, of stories about that about how Valve was fighting with Microsoft over whether yeah, it was sto- free or not. Stories came out after after yeah yeah. Well, I mean, Bungie's been fighting with them for years and years yep. and years about all that. That's why they have their staggered, goofy map pack disc download nonsense. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's kind of good actually that all those maps are included with ODST because you were running into a, po- a point where you couldn't actually play. The matchmaking online if you didn't buy those other map packs, which is just obnoxious. Right. It's always obnoxious when they do a map pack download for pay because then you segment the user mm-hmm. base and then, you know, oh, I want to play with the guys I always play with. Oh, they got the new maps and I don't. Meh. Segmenting the user base sounds like marketing talk to me. It's the truth, man. Well, I'm just saying. 
what, what, would, what would you put in place of segmenting? What, what would work? Caterpillaring. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's, know a new term. it's a new term. <laughs> I don't know if you can use caterpillar as a verb. I know. It's fine. Anyway. Let's but look. like Halo Wars, uh-huh. you know, we never got to play those new maps when they first came out. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the new yeah, maps. Caterpillar is so many noobs in that game. Oh, man. Catamor. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you almost said Katamari. They, they definitely caterpillared the map. Catamorphed? Why did we stop playing that game, by the way? Because the user base is about four people. Because you won't play games with us anymore. Oh, okay. I see. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. yeah, remember you were into the Halo Wars pretty pretty big. Uh, it, you sort yeah, of pretty you sort of, big. You sort you of took over me? for me after I kind of ducked out of that. I absolutely 100% took over for you. There was no question about it. <laughs> Every time I would invite you later, you're like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, playing a sports game. Or I'm, uh, I definitely getting, was not playing a sports game. No, he was definitely playing Street Fighter and Blast Blue. Yeah, I was playing Street Fighter for about six months. <laughs> no, <I didn't. laughs> yeah. Most of the times I would text you, you would be like, you were watching a game on TV or okay. something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's depressing. Wild blue. Yep. So I, did, I had to pick up blue. the slack. Um, I did want to say that the Crash Course stuff I thought was pretty cool because it is just a two-mission uh, campaign, so it's not as long as any of the original four campaigns um, that are all five missions long. But uh, you can play on versus or like cooperatively, or they they added like survival maps as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of a lot of value there. I don't know. I would I would recommend downloading that. Especially if somebody's looking forward to... Especially if you have it down PC, because then it's free. Or, yeah, especially if you can just open up your Steam account and be like, oh, downloading, and there it is. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter, because <laughs> you have it already. You don't have to make a decision. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's not the sort of thing that, if, if anyone's been didn't really like Left 4 Dead when it came out uh, last year, it's not really going to change anyone's minds. It's just sort of more of the same. It's just, to me, it, it felt... It actually felt more difficult, especially on versus mode, and there's a lot of uh, weapons pickups uh, strewn throughout the stage, so there's uh, it gets pretty crazy. Can you believe I have not actually played Left 4 Dead yet, like ever? It's a good game. Well, li- like uh, actually, like firefight mode, you basically want to get a four-person team together mm-hmm. um, because having four humans running around in that game and communicating all the time and like acting as a and, team and is, is vital to winning in that game. That game so much better. Yeah, and playing with randoms isn't as fun because then I mean, like, they'll so- get upset at you, especially if you are if you haven't played that game yet. Mm-hmm. Don't go in and play with randoms because they know the maps very well. They know everything, and they'll just yell at you. Yeah, it, it like one kid, one kid that signed on when I was playing Crash Course was probably four years old, <laughs> and he was yelling at you, right? Maybe, oh. and he started oh, yelling. Shoot him in the head. And then there was rage quitting within like three seconds. And I was like, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So I mean, obviously playing with I people, said you know. Strafe left, Charles. Strafe left. <laughs> yeah, or or you get the the overly. Um, the the person who just loves to to hand out orders all the time mm-hmm. and will just like try to take control of the entire team without anyone like sort of saying hey that's a good idea if you do that so and then they'll just start yelling at everyone and they don't have have to be young they can be older players too that that can get fairly aggravating you know what i realized and this is probably the reason why i stopped playing odst with you guys the stop you never started <laughs> i played once. odst i when? played once when? The one, and I'm going to tell you, and the reason you forgot is because you guys were f- freaking oh. wasted. <laughs> I must swore, sorry. And so here's my my like my cardinal awesome first ODST experience was when I'm like, yeah, oh man, I'll totally play this game. I'm so excited. And you guys are like, and I think the first person I talked to is Clayman. You're like, dude, I, oh, man, I'm so ready to play this game. Oh, so excited. It's 
awesome. And I was like, all right, all right, that's great. And then I proceeded to try and fight by myself because no one was talking. You guys were all just in different corners of the map. And at one point, I was like, I haven't seen Clayman in about the entire game. And you're like, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in a corner trying to get an achievement. <laughs> that, that, that was Eric. But then you did it after. <laughs> you're like, shoo, I want that achievement too. No, and, and then that, you went and did it. That is the wor- I wish that wasn't in the game because that achievement is basically go through an what an entire round of firefight yeah. without yeah. doing Five anything ways. without without shooting your gun. So you basically just sit in the spawn point the whole time. Yep. Wait, I, you- I, I was doing it and uh, Clements kept going by like to pick up health packs or get ammo. He's like, "Broderick, what are you doing?" I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting some I would, ammo." I would, I would come up to his character and his character would just be standing there, and be like, "Broderick." Let's go! Come on, man! And then I would run by, and then like five minutes later, I come back. He'd still be in the same spot. I'd be like, "Rafi, come on!" And then Clayton's like, "I think he's like, you know, getting some chips, dude." And he's like, no, he's just standing there. Something is wrong. I was getting, I was getting some chips. There were chips, though. I think he's getting some chips. <laughs> he's, he's making like, sandwich. He's like right next to me too. <laughs> <laughs> rocking the Jiffy Pop. Oh, man. And that's why I don't play ODS. Well, I was on the turret the whole time, though. I was killing buggers. Mm-hmm. That was true. That's true. I was, you getting, were I was getting combos something. and multipliers. You were actually assisting the match in some well, Don't let that one experience. I know, I know. Take. Actually, some of our best Halo Wars memories were when you guys were completely destroyed, to be honest. I don't remember those. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what you're talking, talking about. about. We're, I, don't, we're not I, don't, to, I don't drink. Oh, we're not allowed to talk about I that I hate on alcohol. You guys Especially awesome, tasty beer. That's <laughs> 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 remember you guys never told those stories on the podcast no, we did. We did. oh okay yeah. never mind it's not as funny then no we, we haven't told them no we did we told we did. the one about oh. uh how uh actually i put that in um in a written story too oh did you oh yeah. great about well, falling just about falling asleep during the match oh, okay. in mid-match and then yeah, yeah. so that i'm like panicking though, I fell asleep because it was like four in the morning. <laughs> I I, yeah, to be fair, there was heavily, heavy drinking involved, and you had fallen. Yeah, you six had, hours. I mean, it was prior. like four in the morning. Yeah, was, yeah. First but, of all, first of all, I, mixing real uh, intense like <laughs> adversarial real time strategy <laughs> gameplay with excessive drinking is pretty much the worst idea it's ever. The, yeah. the best idea ever. Queuing up, I will, queuing up five elephants. That's point. like trying to play Hearts of Iron after downing a bottle of vodka. I will never forget when I'm panicking because I'm under attack by three different people, and I suddenly hear. Breath, we go, <laughs> but are we still playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good times. What's going on? What? What? I fell asleep. I have so many elephants. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome uh, making fun of people on Xbox Live and then realizing that you're way worse as yeah. a human. <laughs> as a human. <laughs> okay, uh, enough um, stories. All right, well, I mean, Eric, you were in Japan recently, and yep. of course, there was a game show. Yep. Industry news alert. Yep. Um, it, was, it was called the Tokyo blue, Game Show. Blue. So traditionally, Tokyo Game Show is all about Japanese games, and usually Xbox 360 has nothing to show there. And then this year, Tokyo Game Show was almost entirely about Western games. Yeah, so I heard the show was like really small, like there wasn't it that was, much on the show floor. Well, I mean, if you look over the past two years, just about every mid-tier publisher has gone bankrupt. So they, or has been absorbed by another one. So there were a lot less booths, and there was a lot of open space, and there were a lot less games, and most of them were actually focused on the U.S. and European audience, which was kind of strange. Were there a lot less people, too, or did a lot of people still show up? There were slightly less people, but it was still, I mean, that tiny hall and 100,000 people, it's crowded, you know. Uh, Especially when the the public comes in, right? Yep. The public was there, and it was insane, and it was a million degrees. But, uh, like, the biggest stuff there was, like, Alan Wake was cool. 
uh, Splinter Cell was there, Assassin's Creed was there, uh, Natal was there, and then like that was all on 360. And then you go over to the PS3 side, and most of it was just like repeats of E3. So they had God of War, but it's the same stuff. They had Gran Turismo. That all this stuff though is really like built for the U.S. audience. Most of the traditional wacky Japanese stuff is just not there. Well, how is Natal? Because you actually got to you got to play that, right? You got to test it out. I did. It's, it works. It's cool. Uh, there's the slightest amount of, I don't even know if it's lag. I don't know if it's just that, uh, you're looking at something on screen. So there's kind of like a depth perception problem there, but it, it seems like when you think you're starting to move. So basically it's completely broken. <laughs> well, no, it's not, it's, it's the tiniest little difference between when you think you're starting to move and when you see the thing on screen move, or maybe it's just a matter of lining up when stuff's coming at you since it's not actually coming at you. It's coming at something on the screen. So like when you're playing that ricochet game. If you try to do like a quick reaction to grab something just before it goes by you, you'll miss it every time and look kind of goofy. But uh, it it's really just like a fraction, tiny little, and maybe it just takes a little while to get used to it. I don't know. I only got to play on. for a couple well, of seconds. Does it does it feel like that? Um, what was that one game show where if you if you like went to the Nick bonus Arcade? round, you had to like go into a video game Nick and like Arcade. jump yeah, and Arcade. collect stuff? Yeah, it's called Lemon Select in Japan. <laughs> Uh, I think it's better. It's uh, slightly better than Nick Arcade. Okay, slightly. Well, I mean, does it seem like something that you would uh, that you would really like latch onto, or that you would just sort of have, and um, then it would sit around for a while, and occasionally you turn it on, sort of like a Wii. I think the Ricochet game and any games like that, like the Carnival games, <laughs> I find <laughs> all those games, like Carnival games and Ricochet and anything like that, the kit, like six to ten year olds are going to go crazy for. Because if I think back to when I was six, all I did was hop around like I was playing that anyway, and I didn't have anything to look at. So, <laughs> kids kids are going to go crazy for that, which Having is cool. known Eric when he was that age, he did actually handspring off my back porch, which was on the second floor. While playing video games? No, just ran out of the back door and went, ah, and took off. Oh. And then his dad soon followed, vaulting it, going, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, so I, I would have loved it when I was that age. Um, then there's this... Like Katamari, I played that. They kind of like added Natal controls to Beautiful Katamari, and that I, I liked better than normal Katamari because I think the tank controls are dumb in that game. And then they did Space Invaders Extreme, and it worked. You kind of shuffle back forth, left and right through the ship and raise your arms up in the air to shoot. And it totally worked, and it's totally stupid. So why, like, <laughs> So what do you have to like have your arm... You pretty much have to hold Jeff your arms like, up in the air all the time. Okay. It's so. the stupidest <laughs> idea yeah. I've ever heard. It works, and everyone's like, wow, it works. And I was like, yeah, no, just give me a joystick. <laughs> That's kind of how space is. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, how uh, – if it's really going to motivate me to put the controller down. Just because I'm – I like as, games, as a hardcore gamer, like, I'm so used to the controller that I don't know if I want to give it up. Any sort of a hardcore game like Space Invaders, like classic arcade game or hardcore shooter or anything like or that. Or fighters. It's just going to suck. Like and I think they'll, they'll start to see some games like that come out and they're not going to succeed. Hopefully, Street Fighter Four has Natal controls. Right, Super Street Fighter Four, you mean? Yeah. But um, the <laughs> games are, I think the games that'll be really cool with uh. it are like like the Ricochet type stuff, um, stuff that you could like have a party on with like a bunch of girls over and you're like quick jump in front and jump around like WarioWare type stuff. Right. Um, and then stuff like Rock Band is going to use it and that's cool, uh, but. I don't know if, like, the hardcore shooter strategy type stuff will really work all that well with it. Just because I don't think – I think it's kind of squeezing a genre into it. Like, the genre of first-person shooter was built around the keyboard and mouse. 
fits pretty well on the dual analog but you'll still have people who will say i will never play a first person shooter with dual analog it's all about keyboard and mouse and then you're going to take that and further squeeze it onto a new system i don't see many people really getting behind it yeah it just seems like it's going to be like one of those bullet points where it's like you know includes natal controls and then it's you know one of those things where it's like it's a first person shooter and i don't know you can move your head around if you if you move your head around right. or something like that i think the, the cool part about natal though is that it, it does do 3d imaging so like in ricochet if you step forward it'll step forward on the screen and step back and you can swing and it can measure like strength of your swing and it can actually track multiple people on there since it's actually a 3d sensor. And so if your arms overlap, it won't like mistake one person for the other, which happens a lot right now with all of those camera games. So it is a definite leap forward in technology. I just think it'd be bad if too many publishers try to just cram it onto stuff just because it, it's a bullet point. He took a photo uh, that indicated some. Oh, did you want to say something? <laughs> For a while, For but it's okay. You go, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'll go after you. You did take a photo that you put on your blog of uh, one Mr. Kudo. Yeah, Kudo Sonoda. When I walked out of Ubisoft when I was seeing Assassin's Creed, he was uh, recording video of Rabbids, um, which is like a mini game collection for Wii. They've been big, a big Wii franchise. You're gonna see a lot of Wii games brought over. I mean, your franchise is stealing your games. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's... It, oh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, the, point I was gonna make, the point I was going to make was guaranteed stupid, so please okay. please go ahead. All I was going to say was that Kill I think that, <laughs> that one genre I would like to see use Natal, if Natal becomes sort of a perfected Kill technology... Jaro. There it is. I'm out. <laughs> no, keep going. If, uh, if it becomes even more refined, if maybe Natal works pretty well and then they release like a second version of the hardware that actually is even more precise, I would love to see an RTS where you could just like select units like with hand motions, like really like precise hand motions and be like, okay, attack uses like this hand motion and you like put two fingers together and move that way. Like I think that would be pretty badass. It'd be like Minority Report except you're controlling little uh, Marines. Right. It would be mm -hmm. basically a, a screenless iPhone. Yes, exactly. For your game. Exactly. I want to be a goalie in FIFA and just stand there for like nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but that one save, man, then they'll remember you forever. Oh, and then and you're like, the lag! The lag! <laughs> uh, Craig Harris is looking at me. What do you, what do you want, Craig? What? What? Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, I think there was a no singing rule. That was yeah, imposed. we have a no singing rule. Well, I had to because I had to cover up all the dead air that was in here. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're referring to Craig Harris's dead air? Well, when he comes in, he's like, hello. And then just looked at everybody. That's an interesting I mean, voice. Yeah, he didn't Sounds really almost like sound Nick like Cage. Oh. Nick Cage is... in a specific movie <laughs> so, that we've been quoting incessantly for some reason. Was this Even... at TGS? This was not at TGS. Uh, uh, hopefully they'll make a game out of this. Let's, let's make this somewhat game-related. <laughs> Please, please, somebody make a Natal game about a Wicker Man so we <laughs> not, can reenact. Not the original Wicker Man. Yes, the Wicker the Man remake. With Nicolas with Cage, Cage. So that we can actually – has voice recognition so they could tell you if you're doing the right lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could tell you if you're acting properly. Actually, that would be kind of cool. I've like seen game? it, but just Nicolas Cage. Uh, like an actual acting game, not right. not like uh, that really bad year in the movies. You're in movies. It was yeah. total, total crap. That game was totally broken. But anyway. I know someone who likes it. <clears throat> We all is do. it you? No. Is it you? We all do. You're in the movies? No. M Michael Thompson. 
He likes you're in the movies? Yeah, he loves it. Actually. That game's broken. I know. <laughs> so, like, actually, it's broken. I don't know if he liked it after he actually played it. Oh. The concept wasn't awful. Oh, it, it just the, the, Actually, really, the problem with that game was that the vision camera is so bad, it was basically unplayable. The vision is not a good camera. Yeah. I'm so glad they're getting rid of that. We should hold a funeral for that thing once Natal comes out. should bury it. We'll come back on Halloween, a zombie vision camera. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting back to the most important point is that... Uh, the Wicker Man is probably top five movies of all time. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. I'm going top three. So it just happened. There's the scene with at the bees. The By Godfather. Everybody. Well, I don't know. It's weird that we're talking about this now because this movie came out a while ago. Yeah. And but... these clips went up a while. Ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, every... Again, we're super old on this. Everyone should go ultra late. Watch the the uh, best scenes from The Wicker Man on YouTube, and then watch Mega Wicker Man, which has Mega Man and the best scene with the bees. So we'll we'll just play that. You can listen along. Huh. Yeah, you, you gotta hit. You gotta hit the play button. I know. I, I had muted my. interim there like why did he calm down the bees didn't go away oh, man. It's, pretty, it's pretty much the cinematic equivalent of this podcast let's go to reader mailing and close this out this has been very fruitless did we did we oh. set did we set up that uh that clip at all so anyone has any idea what's going on no it doesn't matter okay Basically, there's a there, somebody puts a basket on on Nick Cage's head and, and fills dumps, it with bees. Now they know what's there. going on. Okay, now now you've got <laughs> it, guys. <laughs> That's why you're saying not the bees. Just saying. So there, there. Now people. It's a little bit more funny without the context. Now that I yeah, think prob- about well, it. I mean, it, it would have been like the context makes any sense. <laughs> bees, I, think it, I think the context helps it make less sense. So in case uh, anybody ha- did not listen to episode 125, we now after 125. Uh, fake episodes some of them that actually happened we have an email address it's three red lights at ign.com all spelled out no numbers in there uh and we actually got some emails this past week so let's Ooh. go let's go to these um you know we've had beyond at ign.com up for a long time just letting you know that's not the right email address though. we're talking about three, three red lights, three red lights. Oh, okay um <laughs> bronson carver is still writing in we're not bronson carver you we know that you're not 12 years old <laughs> Stop writing in <laughs> wacky <laughs> stories. Um, David McDowell says, Hey guys, just listening to episode 125 and heard you guys mention Ong Bak as a good martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. If you want to see another good Kung Fu movie, check out Ip Man. It's really amazing. Mr. Ip is the guy who taught Bruce Lee, IRL. It's a cool story as well as great martial arts. <laughs> it has great martial arts, <laughs> IRL. Oh, man. All right, Nick Kiefer. Uh, says, uh, I lost a bet to my wife. The stipulation for losing was that I couldn't buy a new video game uh, until mid-October, and I had to perform several other deeds that I can't mention. The no-game purchase period will soon be ending. Jesus. My wife dislikes really <laughs> load and crazy games. Any recommendations on a recent game that I could buy that would drive her crazy during my playtime? Wait, what? Loud and crazy, I think you meant? Not uh, loud and crazy? 
Wait, as in Driver Insane? I wasn't listening to most yeah, of that. He actually wants to drive his wife crazy. Oh, okay. Oh, well, then okay. that would be that fishing game that Nate was playing. Absolutely. Oh, no, yeah. no question yeah. about it. The because strike? it's Yeah, what was yeah, it called? That game, the Strike. That game stinks, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad game. But the, the controller that comes with it, the fishing, really the fishing rod. Squeaky, 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 squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, it does kind that, of sound like fishing, but sitting next to somebody who's sitting there fishing all day, it's not that interesting. Yeah, it's supposed unless to, you're actually fishing. It's supposed to mimic the like real noise when, yeah. you're, when you're pulling a fish uh, in. And oh my God, I got, is a, it I got a pro tip. If you want to drive your wife crazy, you don't even have to make a purchase. Wear your Xbox Live headset. <laughs> All the time, and only talk to her through it, and then, and then also pretend to mute her sometimes with the button, and then, oh, and then pretend like you can't hear her. I have That's seen so this. Bizarre. I have seen this technique actually used in in after and during a fight, and it is the worst thing you can do to your wife. Wow. <laughs> Wait, with, with the cord obviously not plugged into anything. In public, cord in the pocket, walking through a target actually. Wow. Yeah. That actually happened? Yes. You've seen that happen? I didn't make this up. This is Wow. Holy jeez. <laughs> was there a hurricane kick unlaunched? Like, lo- unlaunched? Launched at some point? Uh, that marriage may have failed afterwards. But God. That just shattered rings all over the ground? That's another cool part about Natal, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that it, it, it does It'll away with marriages. It'll do away with headsets. Yes. Uh, because it has... Uh, voice recognition. Voice recognition and ha- what they claim... Uh, a filter that can recognize voices and take out background noises so that you don't have to hold the have a headset you can just be playing dave's leaving dave's just left us bye dave bye bye with the breeze <laughs> all right uh dan z writes in about dead rising 2 have you guys seen the trailer so okay so I've that seen game some trailers or actually read the read right. the question first i have a question too. the basic question is should i be excited for the sequel I'm just going to interrupt everything. Oh, that's not a very good question. Yes. The first game was cool. Yes, you should be excited for the sequel. Well, have you seen anything on Dead Rising 2? Uh, no. I'm just excited for the sequel because I really like the first one. I really like the first one too, and I'm going to play the second one no matter what my excitement level is just because the first one was awesome. But it's a different developer. It's being made in Canada, so it's already like two strikes, right? Aww. And then Hey. hey. <laughs> and then... Everything they've shown, like the multiplayer thing, is not what you'd expect. It's not just like a co-op in the game or like kill zombies. The multiplayer thing is like some weird game show that you take part in. You really should watch the trailers. It's really weird. It's okay. definitely it's not the kind game of game show. <laughs> Ryan was just talking with a cup in front of his face for some reason. Pulling down Eric Budvig. You can win this brand new car. Who was no, that? I don't know. I was just like doing like a voice. <laughs> was that? I just realized that if I put the cup that... up to my mouth, it makes like a little echoey, tinny noise. Why does that make you have cars if that cup goes up there? It's a game show. Uh, because I was like, it was a game show and I was doing the calling up Eric Brudvig to win a new car. I thought that was really obvious. I mean, was that not, was that not how it came from? I, I was just wondering why he had cars. Okay. This where one, they came this from. This next email. Wait, I had a question about the You're ruining oh. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so there isn't any co-op in that game. Not from what they show. Maybe they just showed adversarial co-op. Or and there, adversarial and there may still be a co-op element? They, I I wasn't at the event, so I don't oh, okay. have all the answers. I've just seen the trailers and got like a secondhand report from Greg Miller, which is why I'm saying go watch the trailers. Go watch the video. So you can see what, I, what I'm saying. Yeah, I did see it. The video was the weird. Cup. It was like people. <laughs> go ahead. What's he going to give This game may or may not have co-op. <laughs> Charles is from Canada. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The reader email of the week, though, is from 
Kevin Rose. Well, it just seemed like like playing through the original <laughs> Dead Rising. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Charles Onyet interrupts anything with two legs. <laughs> that's that's my thing this episode. It's interrupting everything. Uh, Go ahead. Kevin Rose says, "Love the podcast. Do you guys know what uh, natal cleft is? Spelled like Natal. Uh, I'm assuming it's natal. Have you? Uh, do you know what this is? I don't. It sounds you know gross. It means butt crack. <laughs> so." <laughs> Natal for Project Natal comes from birth, right? Right. Uh, so, straight from biology online, natal cleft. Definition, the cleft or sulcus as a result of the anchoring of the deep layers of the skin to the anococcygeal rapha and the dorsum of the coccyx up to the tip of the sacrum. <laughs> Definition two, the groove or crack between the buttocks that runs from below the sacrum to the perineum or the groove in which the anus is situated. This feels the like groove the... in which the anus is situated. This feels like middle school all over again. Talk into the cuff. No, please don't. Oh, God. The groove in which the anus is situated. This is, this is totally eighth and or ninth grade. Oh, man. I'm just laughing because Brudvick is getting such a kick out of this. It's funny. Oh, man. The synonym to, to Natal cleft is anal cleft. I wonder if that research Wait, was that done. Is that not funny? Just <laughs> trying to pretend this is not funny. It's pretty funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. is. It's kind of funny. Kind of? A little bit. I mean, I laughed. I did laugh. I just didn't I didn't laugh that loud. But I rarely laugh loud. LOLs. You you tend to laugh loudest when you're like beating up a p- puppy or something. Charles tends to laugh loudest when Nicholas Cage is involved. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is, is yelling about bees or you're in a strange Futurama. Culture society, or I'm quoting Futurama. Then yes, <laughs> then yes, uh, it's gonna be pretty good. Maybe we'll have to bring Futurama quotes next time. Mm, mm, mm. Although I don't know if that's some sort of crazy rights violation or something. No, I mean, we can quote anything we, we want as long we want. as we... Nobody listens to this. Yeah, that's oh, true. Nobody's, what, how long have we gone so far? I'm like, um, speaking into a void. It's 36 minutes. Yeah, nobody's listening anymore. Yeah, it's true. We've gone well beyond... Yeah, we're, beyond? we're, we're into the, the drop-off period where... <laughs> what? <laughs> I said beyond. Okay, like, I threw I in a beyond it. in there. Yeah. I missed that. We're not on that podcast either. I know. I'm just saying the superior podcast needs to get some promotion on this inferior podcast. So. Owned. Owned. Pwned. Pwned. Um, I didn't even use the cup for that. But yeah, so what's coming up on uh, what's coming up on Xbox? Because now that TGS is over, now mm-hmm. that sort of the industry um, event period is is done. basically done at this at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean we're into the holiday release season. There are basically what three major releases left for this year. There's Call of Duty, there's Assassin's Creed Two, and there's Left 4 Dead Two. But you're forgetting 2K's Borderlands, which I don't know. About major releases. Oh, okay. I mean, there are other games worth playing for sure. Just Borderlands cause. looks cool. I think there there are three like Just Cause Two, huge games. Just Cause Two is not till 2010, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm very very bad neither, at keeping track I, of release I call dates. It a major release. I know. Okay. I just think yeah. that game's gonna be awesome. That's fine. Yeah. I think Borderlands gonna be awesome. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not, you know, huge. Industry-wide Huge. major event, right? And that's all happening in uh, in November. Yep, so, all of those are November. So, yeah, I mean, it, there are a few games coming out in October. It it does seem like a, a lighter release schedule mm-hmm. though. And there's still the second episode from GTA Four, uh, the Ballad of Gay Tony. That's coming out soon. Yeah, I've seen trailers for that. It just looks like it has like. We don't sing. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> you were asking for it by bringing up that that game. That, that with is the trailer the... that played on our site about four thousand times before each video. Mm-hmm. That that was the song from from that trailer that did mm-hmm. come out uh, a little while ago. Mm-hmm. I love how you have to explain all my references. Well, I mean, some I think people, people may, get it, right? Some people may not have people seen have that video. Seen that trailer. Yeah, that was that was an initial intro trailer that showed like helicopters taking trains off of tracks. And it looks like there's a lot of explosions in that, or at least that's the way there's it's been. a lot, a but, lot of dancing in the Palette of and there's, and there's apparently a lot of club dancing in yeah. that game as well. Oh, yeah. All right. It's the game Sorry. for Ryan Clement. Mm-hmm. Where you can basically just sing that song the whole time. <laughs> just stand in a club. <laughs> oh, man. And if Natal was hooked up, it would recognize that. The 360 audience is going to hate me for this. Yeah, you're never coming back. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was the main reason that this podcast blew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to get it right does, down to it? Doesn't, it doesn't blow. I'm just teasing. Oh, wait. We're going to do something. Kilimanjaro. There we go. Now we're back on track. Now we're, now we're good again. <laughs> Keep but going. Yeah. More reader mail. More reader mail? Right. Yeah, why not? All right, all right. We'll do one more. And then we're uh, we're almost at 40 minutes. Um, That's a good time to There stop. are a lot of people saying goodbye to, to Hillary and that we should not let him go. Yeah, I don't know if Hillary is going to be back on at some point or if he's He'll just... come back when he has time, but yeah. he's he's a busy man. I mean, now. he's not gone. He's, he's way more important in the office still. Yeah, it's true. He has more responsibilities now. <laughs> yeah. Now he's my boss. That's that's crazy. Old PlayStation editor Ryan Clements is moving over to Hills Underling, where I can play 360 games and DS titles and get yelled at about ODST on the Three Red Lights podcast. Isn't it's a life so much better now? World. Hmm? Isn't life just great? Yes, I like it. Um, all right, Ryan Parker says not Clements. Hey, TRL guys, has it ever occurred to you that all the best games are rated M? My mom won't let me play them, even though I'm extremely mature for my age. I'm 13, but I've been playing teen games ever since I was 7. So, TRL guys, can you give me any advice for how to convince my mom I'm mature enough for M-rated games? P.S. I can understand her not letting me get Grand Theft Auto or Gears of War. All I want is to play Halo. Mm-mm. Okay, so this is a good one. Mm-hmm. First of all, you should just write her a letter, like an official letter. It describing every single aspect of why you are more than able to play this game without it being in any way traumatizing or corruptive. Or you just talk to her and be like, explain to her, say like, you know, mom, this is the reason why this game is rated M. It has scenes of science fiction based violence, but most of that violence is not going to be, you know, you know uh, relating to, you know, a human on human action. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just Halo doesn't really have anything disturbing. It's just action. It's just action scenes that you would find in a normal movie or TV show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, stuff definitely gets killed and, and explodes and, and things, and in that sense, it's violent. It's not gory, but it, it's, it's not, like, gruesome. Like, Gears of War, you're cleaving people in half and dancing around in, you know, their remains. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It's tough, though. That's a tough sell for a teenager to a parent because... You can explain that all you want, but they, they still will go down at the end, and that will, will be a mature-rated game sitting next to Gears of War, a mature-rated game. You know, like, the uh, ESRB is very – they have, like, what, five buckets that they just toss everything into, and right. that's the end of the day for them. But uh, – You know, it might help if if uh, he explains that the ESRB has to rate games based on certain – you know, like mm-hmm. bullet points. And even though that game might not be as gruesome, it still might have like that one bullet point that makes it fall into the mature category. This is something I've, I've talked about a lot on various podcasts throughout mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. I find this crazy. Call of Duty 2 on Xbox 360 is rated teen. And there are few games that I can imagine that are more mature 
than running around reenacting World War II scenes, shooting other people in the face. Right. That's pretty But there's no blood, so it got a teen rating. Yeah, see, that doesn't make any sense to me because, I mean, it's – you're still – I don't know. I I mean, as long as you're not like – I think dismemberment is sort of a – like once you get to that, then that's like another level. Mm -hmm. But in terms of games that just let you shoot stuff and kill it, like that just seems like all the same thing. Like I, I don't know yeah, how many or, how many different lines you can draw. You know, or, or let, we could just solve this problem right now. Are you ready? Let's. What's this? What's the reader's name that wrote in here? Ryan Parker. Ryan Parker. Let's just let's tell Ryan. Ryan, you can go get your mom right now and have her listen to this section of the podcast that we're just about to say. Okay, the three of us can discuss this with his mom and help him out. How about that? Let's just do that. Yeah, I'm but not, if the mom listens to the rest to of the podcast, per- right, particularly, particularly the hold laughing second, about Mr. the Natal name. Highly educated, you used to be a school teacher. You're not qualified to talk to a person's parent? Uh, as far as raising their kids, even when I was a teacher, I would never tell a parent how to raise their kids. Yeah, I, no, I mean, not. obviously, obviously <laughs> if, if you know, the person who wrote in is not – is actually – not suited to to play that sort of content that mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't advise well, the that they do. Decision. I mean, the, the mother knows it's, for yeah. sure. The final decision obviously rests with the mom. I'm just saying that maybe the mom doesn't understand that this game mostly has science fiction violence. It's not it's not gory. It's not gruesome. It's just action. It's normal yeah. movie action. I would say action. rather than listening to us, just go to IGN, get some clips of the game, uh, get the video review, and show your mom that. Yeah, and, and and if she still says no, then well, you know what, you can wait till you grow up. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm, I'm just grow up, kid. I'm, I'm all for you know violent content in games. Like I would, I would, I would wish that nothing really ever gets censored, um, just because it, you know, it, it has sort of a right to to be out there. It's just, right. I agree. There's definitely a a degree of discretion that goes along with it, and I don't, I don't think anyone really has the right to be like, no, that content cannot be on the market whatsoever. Um, which sort of ties into some of the like Dante's Inferno stuff that that right. came out while TGS was or going on. You go back to like a Manhunt Two, right? Yeah, we that one had actual censorship going on. Right, where they were, yeah, basically they had to remove co- content before they could actually release it. Yeah, and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it it's it's a shame to hear that kind of stuff, even if it is completely tasteless and mm. you know just baseless meaningless violence it should still exist so if somebody wants to purchase that then they can like i don't think anyone has the right to be like no you can't see this i don't like somebody telling me what i can and cannot view because that's my decision as an adult and if you you go down that slippery slope pretty soon Three Air Lights podcast would not exist because I'm sure if you're going to start banning things, Microsoft you get to us pretty darn quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I I just really dislike that attitude where people are deciding for me what's appropriate for me. I, it's I don't like, like no, you know what? To, to assume that they have a moral moral superiority to me to say I'm more I'm more morally correct than you, so I decide what you get to see. Right, exactly, and people making that decision, uh, you know, for for the masses just doesn't make no, any sense. I you know? totally agree with parents doing it with their kids. They can do whatever they want. It's their kids to raise how they see fit. But you almost just, did like a little song in there by the way, <laughs> how they see fit. Anyway, if I could auto tune that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, but go ahead. but I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm with Charles. I would not agree with any sort of. Mm, mm, mm overarching censorship yeah and i mean there's there's always the argument though that you know some if somebody wants to if 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 a minor wants to get a hold of content that's that's far below up below (laughs) above their age bracket then they can potentially do that Mm -hmm. but that is the worst argument ever especially today because there's internet access everywhere there Mm -hmm. is stuff on the internet that is 
the worst thing you could ever imagine. Like, just absolutely reprehensible content. What that, have you seen that, on the internet, Charles? Because I've like, seen some, some stuff. Reprehensible uh, content. Because I go to New York Times, I go to IGN, IGN. and I go to Bungie.net. And that's it. I was going to throw it. And I go to ESPN.com. And that's the internet. All right. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. Moral high ground. (laughs) Um, But, uh, I mean, there's some terrible stuff on there. And if somebody wants to, they just, you know, click that into Google and there it is. It's right in front of them. You can't police that. Um, You know, I don't think that argument works for when you actually have to go to a store. You have to talk to a a clerk or you have to have access to a credit card to download something Mm -hmm. off of a direct download service. Um, yeah. That yeah. I just I don't like that argument that oh well the kids might get a hold of it some other method. That's that's not valid. It's also amazing to me, and I, I know this is a bit of a stretch, but it's also amazing to me that books aren't really regulated at all. Even though you can you can in the written word t- say something that is extremely. But, but in a lot of places the, they are. Here's the a thing. A lot of places books are banned. In in, cer- in certain and, places, right? I understand and that. They were but. banned more in the past. It's really just that people have accepted books as a media, a medium, and you know. Then it went through movies, and there's they had a whole fight yeah, there, and now it goes to video yeah, games. Well, there's a whole fight there. What I'm saying is, current, but that's why I'm saying we can take books as an example. Like, I mean, a kid can walk into a library and find a book that would probably have something that's extremely inappropriate for a kid to read. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if anyone would be able to stop. No, that because from... because the the perception is now is that there's too much effort required to actually read. <laughs> that the kids, wants the, to do the it. kids not. I mean, you're not going to see a kid wandering around a library anymore. I mean, without a parent there, like I, you know, I, what I'm saying. I'm just I'm trying to make an example. An example of of why the censorship is silly, it's because you know there's other it's a new, there's it's other a bad new stuff form out of media there, and everybody's yeah. afraid of it because they are old. Well, the other thing is is it's that <laughs> it, it, I mean it's it's partially that it's it's part it's still being sort of an emerging form of, of entertainment, but it's also interactive. Mm-hmm. So people completely freak out when they see somebody doing like if I pull trigger, then guy's head explodes. They're like, oh my god, that's going to translate to some sort of real world. Uh, consequence, which is just ridiculous, I think. I mean, it, it would it would seem to me, of course, this is completely not based on anything but, <laughs> except for my own opinion, but that, you know, if somebody is, is predisposed to any kind of real-world violence, then they're going to find an outlet for that anyway. It's not the catalyst is not the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that isn't a triggering event or all, something. All studies that I've heard about have shown that, well, some violent video games might heighten like like blood pressure and stuff just in terms of if you're getting excited about the action on screen. It doesn't really correlate with a direct violent action. Yeah, I've never heard it of just, it. I mean, it, it, might get the, it might, you know, get the blood flowing but I don't, I, or increase competitive spirit, but uh, that doesn't necessarily translate into real-world violence. If it does, that means that's a problem with the individual, that they don't have the ability to keep their, you know their emotions in check, I guess you could say. So No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of anything that directly correlates if you play X, then you will do Y. Mm-hmm. Like, that but doesn't I, make any sense. I have seen uh, people taking the real world and their emotions there and bringing them into video games. Like, Ryan Clements is such a nice guy that when he was playing GTA 4, he tried not to run over the pedestrians. Because I thought that I would get arrested for it. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> I know I, you don't want to be in jail when you're in GTA. Completely uncorruptible. You yeah. could not corrupt this guy. You, you, could like- make, you could make Ryan Clements play nasty video games for the rest of his life. <laughs> he would come out and be like, hey, guys, so I was thinking about puppy dogs and ice cream. <laughs> Those are my two favorite things. 
What about if somebody handed you a bowl of puppy dog ice cream? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't like that. I think though. the only way yeah, you, you can get Ryan them. Clements to kill anybody is if you gave him a giant sword from a JRPG and told him it had summon spells, and he would just have to try them out. And then somebody oh, would get the somebody would get would only hurt. Happen if I murdered. All, all of a sudden, no, 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 then, all no, sudden no, no, would come out, and you wouldn't be able to control him, and someone would die. You'd have to tell him that Cosmos, <laughs> the god of light, commands it. Yeah. Uh, okay, in yeah. order to no, vanquish I would do the anything force. that Cosmos, the goddess yeah. of light, commands. Yes. In it's in actually to... goddess of harmony. Oh. Damn it! <laughs> I was just playing Dissidia too. I should know that. That game's awesome, by the way. We should we should wrap this up though. Okay. Yeah. We're already at. Dave Clement already walked out. I'm about to walk out, and then I don't know what you guys are going to do. So you've got the computer. You've got the soundboard over there. No, I've got it. I'm good. No, he has, oh, you both oh, have he computers. Oh, okay. He has the soundboard right. with see. the Got the Beast clip on it. Right. Yeah, Load it up. Should we we should end this with just one more. Uh, and hopefully the Mega Man version, which is more hilarious to watch than listen to. Kill Pocalypse. Ooh, Kill Pocalypse. Should we, should we end it with the bees again? And just Yeah, I might as well go out on All the right. bees. We're out for Ryan Clements. Hello. Charles Onyet. David Clayman, who left us a long time ago, is on board with us. <laughs> I am Eric Brudvig, and we are out of here. <laughs> and a door opening. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.